1: Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and today, instead of what we had planned, if you had missed it, we aren't going to do scrubs. You know, as as has been said, I don't want no scrubs. You know, I listened to the TLC song, and I went, you told me I'm not supposed to want scrubs, and so now I just realize I don't. Sorry, <laughs> Don't you dare bring this up, blame this on TLC.
0: (laughs) My my headphones went out for a second, and when I came back, that nonsense
1: was happening. Don't you dare! (laughs) No, I, I I I was not a fan of Scrubs, as we have announced, and Carla and Tiff unfortunately could not make today's recording. And so it's just Echelle from Liberty Diner Dish and I. And so we decided we would instead have a very relaxed, fun time where it wouldn't be just Echelle talking about how much she loved the show and then me being like, I don't like it. And we just thought it might not be as – it would be balanced, but it's still, you know. So instead what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of our favorite television comedies or television comedy moments as well. It doesn't have to be just necessarily – Like, you might not even like the whole show. You just like this one moment or something like that. So it's going to be very kind of improv in a way. This was something just came up with today. So, (laughs) But I think it'll be fun. So, Ishelle, first off, I want to start. So what is, if you could pick one comedy show, even if it ends up being Scrubs, that is your absolute favorite, what is your favorite comedy show? (laughs)
0: Ooh, I'm like a parent when it comes to anything. I don't have favorites. <laughs> oh so it's hard for me to pick a favorite. But I tried to think of a common thread between all of the comedy shows that I like. And I think what I settled on is I like chaos. <laughs> um, I like it. Like, give me an ensemble of ridiculous, like hot mess things disaster characters and then put them in contrived situations and let them do what they do the worst which is try to cope and so that is what I love so that's kind of a common thing in all the comedies that I and that I watch and so we'll go into some of them later but it's hard for me to pick a favorite but that's a common thread just absolute shenanigans and chaos (laughs)
1: a lot. I know I know Scrubs has a lot of that and I didn't but yeah. but I but I do like that with a lot of my comedies. I think that's 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 a good pick there, the the chaos. And um you know, I it's hard for me to pick a favorite too. And there I have what I have is I have a collection. There are a few comedy shows that I watch like I'll watch a half an hour of comedy shows right before I go to bed. It's like my wind down routine and I have kind of like this rotation and so I will just give the rotate the rota- ones that are on rotation and then later on I might give some moments from these but parks and Rec is on that rotation for sure uh then the office is two even though I kind of have gotten to the point where I'm not watching parks and Rec and the office as much because I think I overdid the two of them but they are my rotation. <laughs> And then I also have on my rotation, Friends, which was mentioned on our last one. That's one that I can watch that. I can watch that anytime. I can recite lines from that. That'll come up in a minute when I'm talking about some favorite moments from comedy shows. And then I also have uh, that 70s show, which I want to preface this by saying, I know Danny Masterson is a horrible, awful human being who allegedly, just for legality's sakes, assaulted a bunch of people, but the show was on before knowing that before publicly knowing that. So that's, but I understand if people don't want to watch it, I've debated about us covering it because of that, but I still love the show. And yes, there's a lot of problematic elements to the show, but I still really love it. So those are my big ones that get into rotation. There are other ones that sometimes will pop in there. Like family ties is on um, Paramount plus. Now and that was a show that I, grew up watching and so I'll watch that sometimes and we may cover that at a point but those four are the main ones that are in my rotation especially parks and rec and the office uh would be the ones that I really really get gravitate toward I, but there's other ones that I'll throw in that I'll probably talk about with some favorite moments and stuff too okay so with that chaos with liking the chaos is there like I know you don't have favorites but what are what are a few what are like maybe three of those or yeah.
0: Yeah, so also love the office. Like I love the office so much. And it's one of those things where I watched it a couple years ago when I was in college. And then right now occasionally I'll see episodes are on when I'm at my parents' house or something like that. And so <laughs> and so I'll I used to do it last year, the year before I was doing a lot of travel for work. And so at the hotel, I'd always watch the office at night. <laughs> and so I love that sh- because it's, it's that chaos thing. It's the office environment where you've got coworkers that are just ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and so it has that element that I love. And I have a family member who was in an episode on the office. That's kind of mm-hmm. like my claim to fame thing. <laughs> oh, really? That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that, that is one that I love. And, you know, it had to evolve after, um, Oh, gosh, what's his name?
1: Steve Carell? Oh, yeah. Michael Scott.
0: Yes. After Michael left, I know it had to evolve. And so there's a little bit of, you know, but I feel like they did a good job with it. When you lose your lead, that's very, I mean, and they're all, it truly is an ensemble show. It takes all of them, even the Stanleys, you know, it takes all of them to make that show what it is. But still, when you lose the Michael Scott character, that is a lot to to come back from. And so I feel like they did a good job with that. Uh, so that's one that's on the list. Okay, so I have Parks and Rec on there, but only after they changed the Leslie the Leslie Nope character. So in season one, remember, she was a little bit more ditzy. I didn't like it as much then. But once they changed her character and she wasn't the butt of the joke, she was kind of in on the joke. Then I really started to like that. 30 Rock is another one um, <laughs> that I like. And... Superstore is another one. I worked in a department store, well, a grocery store when I was in high school. And I'm like, yep, people do this. People do this. (laughs) You know, from the craziness of the of the employees and the craziness of the customers. I was like, this was my life, you know, after school every day. Uh, So that is another one. I have some others. We'll go into those later. But those are the ones that I want to throw out for my my chaos comedies.
1: Yeah, I um yeah, Superstore is great and we did we did an episode on we didn't we haven't done a thirty rock episode, but we've done an episode on all the ones mentioned so far except for the that seventies show and thirty rock, so you can go back and listen to those. The office Ooh, I
0: do like seventies show too I wanna to say I love Topher Grace. Like he maybe some people will pick the Ashton Kutcher character in that one as the like funniest one, but to me I love Topher Grace in in that show.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that, what's what's so hard about that 70s show with the Danny Masterson thing is I love the character of Hyde. And and but see, I look at it and I'm like, Hyde, would, ha- Hyde would hate Danny Masterson.
0: Oh, right. So that's right. how I kind of. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love the other Masterson siblings like in other things, <laughs> you know, and I do like so. And I'll admit it because we've we've already talked about like why it's not okay anymore. But Hyde was my favorite character. Yes. Uh, Topher Grace was just my favorite comedy in the show. But Hyde was my favorite character in that show. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, Topher Grace is re- is really good in that. So yeah, and and but Superstore, yeah, Superstore was one that I didn't discover until it was one of the ones that at the start of the pandemic I discovered, and that's when I watched it was then, and um, I just like, binged it, I really fell in love with it. And I think it's, it's, I think it, it, unfortunately, I don't think it got the respect it deserved, because I think a lot of people kind of brushed it aside as not being important or of a value.
0: Right. And it had, it didn't have like, I mean, it had America Ferreira in it, but it didn't have as much like star power, you know, to draw in this great audience. But,
1: but it was just so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think our episode covering it is, is very good too. So definitely go back and listen to that. And I agree about Parks and Rec with the first season because actually Parks and Rec of like the Michael Shore comedies, you know, Good Place, Parks and Rec, The Office. um, And also I want to throw out there on, and you can watch it on freebie. So it's free. The show Jury Duty. And it was like, what they did is they had all these actors, James Marston is playing a version of himself. And it's from Michael Shore and they're all doing this. They say they're going to do this like um, kind of like documentary about jury duty. And the person who gets picked for jury duty, Ron Gladstone, he's the only one that's not an actor and he doesn't realize that everybody else is are actors. And so they're all improving this stuff. And James Marston is playing himself and he's playing like this very douchey version of himself. And it's hilarious. And there's actually a lot of heart to it, too. And I highly recommend that too. So but but Parks and Rec is my favorite of that group. And I think it's because once it gets to season two and especially once um, once Ben comes along and all of that, I think it becomes even better. And the big thing was is that, oh my gosh, how am I forgetting her last name? Amy you know, who plays Leslie? Yeah am I forgetting her name? Holy oh oh gosh. How am I forgetting her name? <laughs> But she her big thing was she didn't because they originally they were trying to design this character to be like Michael Scott.
0: Yeah, and I felt like that's already done and he's perfected that.
1: Yeah, and yeah. she didn't want to do that. She's Amy Polar and shame yeah. like I don't I don't think we should do that. And so once mm-hmm. they made that change, I do agree. It's kind of like the office, the first season of the office is the most stumbling one. There are shows that are like that. And I think Parks and Rec is like that too. But I but I really like that one too. Okay, so let's get into, let's see, if, if you do you have any, like, s- from any of those shows or any other show, any, like, standout episodes or moments? Ooh, I'm sure I do.
0: Another one I want to throw out, an honorable mention to Trial and Error. I think it only had maybe, like, a season or two, and it was completely ridiculous since most people probably hated it, which is probably why no one has heard of it. But I just, it had Sherry Shepard in it. And I know she had like these like crazy eyes is <laughs> what I remember. <laughs> uh, but it was basically this very inept, um, cop or investigator. I don't know what he was, but he's trying to like solve this murder that happened in their, in their town. So just imagine like a Reno 911 kind of situation <laughs> with some parks and rec stuff. That's, that's kind of what this was. But, yeah, let's think of some moments from that. Maybe I could do characters instead. Yeah, that, that's fine. Aside from the the main characters. Yeah. Okay, so at Parks and Rec, I've what is her name? Is it like Aubrey, Aubrey something?
1: Oh, Aubrey Plaza's character.
0: Yes, I love Aubrey Plaza's character. And I love Donna <laughs> in that one. Uh, because she was like, she's not a ridiculous person. But it's the fact that she's not ridiculous where she's like, everyone else here is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I really like Donna's character in that one. I'm trying to think of some specific moments for whatever reason, I'm thinking about um, Ron, like grabbing his go bag and running away because one of the, is it Tammy? One of the the Tammys is after (laughs) him. So I'm thinking of that one. Um, I love Cheyenne and Mateo on, on Superstore. I can't think of it like a highlight moment. Maybe I think in season one, she, when she's still pregnant, and she is doing this dance that she was supposed to go perform before they all got like stuck in the building, <laughs> and it starts out like all beautiful, and then it just goes in a very wrong direction. And Garrett's like, "I didn't see that coming, but I should have," <laughs> 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 and he's so disappointed in himself. So <laughs> that is it's so such a small thing, but that's just something that I always remember about about that one I think everything with The Office is memorable uh yeah so it's hard to pick just one thing from from that and some of these I haven't seen them in so long but they just yeah. they feel very close to me and very recent in my mind but I haven't seen them in so long it's hard to pick out like specific episodes or moments but
1: yeah No, I understand. And this was like a total on the spot thing. So it's like, it's harder to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, for friends, I'm going to pick out a a, a moment from friends. So what I think is one of the funniest little things that happens in there, there's an episode called the holiday armadillo. And it's where Ross is trying to wants to teach his son about um, Hanukkah. And his son really wants to, really is all about Santa Claus and Christmas and stuff. And so then Ross is like, okay, I'll go and find, you know, get a Santa outfit. I'll dress up as Santa. And they're all out of them. So he gets an armadillo outfit. And he's saying he's Santa's friend from Texas and all the, <laughs> and Mexico. He's, he's his, um, I can't remember the exact words, but he's like his ambassador, Santa's ambassador. <laughs> But, but then what really cracks me up about it, my funniest part is then, um, then Chandler shows up in a Santa costume, comes in there. and So Ben, you know, is like, oh, Santa, you're here. And then Ross is like, oh, I was just about to teach Ben about Hanukkah and all this stuff. And so Santa is going to leave. And then um, Ben's like, oh, I don't, why can't Santa stay? I want the armadillo to leave. And so then Chandler says, as Santa, because Ben, if Santa and the armadillo are ever in the same room together, the earth will explode. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, <so> funny. <laughs> it's just so funny yeah it's so hilarious and then at the end joey shows up in a superman costume oh wow yeah ross can't win yeah (laughs) i just i love that i love that moment in friends i mean and then of course there's so many things that joey says like he says it's just it's just moo, it's just moo. You know, when he's talking about someone's opinion, and they're like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "You know, it's like a cow. It's just moo. It's just it's just your moo opinion." And then when he's trying to do the days of the week, he's he like, "Monday, one day; Tuesday, two day; Wednesday, what day? Huh? What Thursday, the third day." <laughs> it's just. See, I didn't get to
0: any of these episodes on my friend's watch. You know, maybe I would have a different opinion on it if I just like keep watching. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's so many really funny moments and friends. And I wanted to point out a funny moment in the show Family Ties. This is going way back. And this just goes to Michael J. Fox and how great he was at comedy and his comedic timing and um, playing this character, Alex Keaton, who really, you should not like this guy because he is, you know, he's very much into Reagan. He's very much like the, you know, he's like the yuppie and his parents are like the hippies and stuff like that. Someday we are going to talk about family ties because we have so many Jet X listeners. And I know you all probably grew up with it as I did, or a lot of you probably did. But there's a moment where um Alex's girlfriend, she's a dancer and he's feeling really Ellen and he's feeling really like kind of you know, like dejected and not in her world of dancing. So he goes to audition to dance and you need to look this scene up on YouTube. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. And he's going to dance (laughs) and he's not a dancer and he's doing a dance that's an interpretive dance of the stock market crash. (laughs) And it's just the way that michael j fox does this dance that's so hilarious i can't just dis- give it justice by describing it that's why i'll link it in the show notes because it's so flipping hysterical so i have a bunch of bunch more but i want to know are there any other moments or shows you wanted to point to before i point out a couple more
0: yeah i have more um let's see i love the the original will and grace i think that was one that i got to watch a lot with my mom and um I think I like bought her the DVDs of that or something and watched it with her. So I love that. I love King of Queens because I love Jerry Stiller. Uh, So that's, that's an older one, which they're showing reruns of it now. So that's where I'm catching it. Um, I like modern family, uh, which I know not everybody does, but I like it because again, it's a family that has a bunch of like wild chaotic characters and there's always something going on in, in the house, someone's household. And Dairy Girls is a new one to me. Uh, Dairy Girls is on Netflix, and I am pretty much obsessed with that one. I've watched it like four times in a row now. So those are some others that, I, that I'm that i pretty pretty in love with. And Community, I don't know if I said Community already. And I know Community is an acquired taste for people, but it's got that, that common thread, like I said, for me. So that's another one.
1: Yeah, and Community was one last year when we covered a bunch of comedies. There were only like comedy shows we did like eight comedy shows and that's so why I was like I'm not doing that again because that was so much for me especially when almost all of them were brand new to me I think married with children was cuz we did married with children we did community we did always sunny in Philadelphia we did new girl we did happy endings we did how i met your mother
0: oh yeah i was on happy endings Ted Lasso
1: yeah, I haven't yeah, watched
0: Ted Lasso or New Girl yet, but I know that they're really good. But I, it, same as you, like my brain's too full right now to take in a new show. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm going to go back and watch. Because I can do Dairy Girls because it's not an American show. And so it's very short seasons, like eight, <laughs> eight episodes, you know.
1: Yeah. Well, Well. and what was so hard about that was the fact that I hadn't watched all these. So it was like a lot of watching stuff. So I'm like, I'm only doing, we're only doing two next year because it's that's just too much. You know, uh, of those I had only seen Married with Children and Always Sunny before, so it was like all these brand new shows for me, and some of them had tons of seasons. And Community, I did, I did like Community. Um, it was a lot to watch Community and binge it because that's a lot. And I love the, I love most of the characters. Some of them I don't like. Chevy Chase's character, yeah,
0: they went weird with with Pierce. They got yeah, like somewhere midway through, they went really weird with. I, mean, I already started out a little. Shaky, but they went real weird with Pierce.
1: Yeah, and Chevy Chase isn't asshole. Right. So, right. but but I did you know, and it's funny because it came up in my memories, and I should have posted the video yesterday of we were talking about the thing that got me about Community. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not want to like the character of Jeff Winger at all because he's a dick. But and I'm like, oh, you're you drive me crazy. But they made Joel McHale so damn attractive in that show. And it drove me nuts because I'd be like, oh, gosh, he's so annoying. And then yeah. he'd take his shirt off and I'd be like, oh, he's changing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he's so sweet. He's got layers. His dad was
0: awful. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> but it's true. And you know what? That's another one where in season one, he wasn't really doing anything that great for me. But like as it went on, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it drove me. That's the clip. I'm like, it drove me nuts because I'd be like, why am I finding Joel McHale so damn attractive in this show? <laughs> That was so frustrating to me. Uh, I was like, "Stop it!"
0: <laughs> but it's true. It's like they gave you like the casino treatment, you know, <laughs> they 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 reel you in there, and then they like the do treatment. stuff to the air and the lights and the music and the drinks. <laughs> before you know it, you love it, and ten days have passed, and so that's what they did to you, <laughs> with yeah, Joel McHale,
1: yeah, and Paula who was on that one. Paula made a good point. She's like, "It's that shirt." They would always put him in this like blue shirt. And somehow it would just make him magically mm-hmm. <laughs> like a traffic. It's like
0: a dark blue shirt. I know exactly which one
1: you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so frustrating. Uh, but I did like the show. It was just a lot to binge. Yeah.
0: But. It is a lot to to binge because it's it is one where everybody's on all the time too. I love the Dean in that in that show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. I do too. So and I love um, Troy and Hobbit in the morning. I love that whole thing too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Same, yeah. And that's another one where they had people leaving for different reasons and different things, and they had to kind of mm-hmm. keep rebuilding it to keep it going. And then wasn't there like the writer strike, a writer strike, or some kind of something during some of that? I don't. Oh, no, remember. no, no. They went off. They got their network canceled it, and then they got picked up somewhere else. I think.
1: Yeah, and then they did a whole season where Subway kept coming up because Subway right. was kind of what saved the show. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and they and they actually are making the movie. they oh, are make, they? Yeah, they're doing wow. the movie. Because I know when we recorded that episode last year, I was like, I don't think it's really going to happen, everyone. And, and my panelists were like, shut up. It could still happen. They were so mad. So I was proven wrong. That is happening. They are making oh, a community wow. movie. I wonder
0: if Yvette Nicole Brown and uh, Donald Glover will be in it.
1: Yeah, they've, they they've said they are. I, well, I know Donald Glover is, so actually I'm not sure if, if she has said that, but I know Donald Glover said, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So nice. I believe they're all, I don't think Chevy Chase is coming
0: back. That's fine. On. I can do without Pierce. Yeah, that's <laughs> no.
1: fine. Well, he's supposed to be <laughs> dead anyway, but. We're right. Up, but, yeah. yeah. So spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And one of the shows we did cover last year was Married with Children, and I understand the problematic elements for Married with Children. But is Married that the Al
0: Bundy children? one? Yes. Okay. Oh, that's but, like way back. Okay.
1: Yeah. But Married with Children, well, not children, like way. I take no, that it back. It is. It's okay. <laughs> I know I'm old. It's it is way back. But comedy was 80s. different,
0: and what flew for comedy then it does not fly now. Uh, but yeah,
1: yeah. And I know it was the '80s, so I and into the '90s. It's not excusing it, just. That was, but even though the Bundys are horrible people, horrible human beings, the show knows they're horrible human beings, and they never actually get rewarded for being horrible human beings. But one of my funniest scenes in there because Ed O'Neill was so amazing at, at at this, he was so so great. But there was a scene where um, Kelly, you know, Christina Applegate's character, who's Al's daughter, she's been out making money, getting all this money. And Al thinks, oh, she's you know selling her body or whatever. So he follows her one night, finds out she's a pool shark. She's been playing pool and getting money. And so she's winning, winning, winning. She's really good at pool. And so she needs all this money to be able to enter in this one competition. So anyway, so Al says, I'm going to go sell some blood. So Al comes back and he's sold like basically like Oh, more pints of blood than the body holds. And he comes back and he's covered with, you know, cotton swabs. And he's like, and um, Jefferson is there and Jefferson's like, uh, you don't look so good, Al. And he's like, Yeah, I sold like, I think it was like ten pints or something. He's like, Well, the human body only holds so many of these. And he's like, Well, the brain has some, that's what they don't tell you. <laughs> He just keeps going, and he goes to sit down and he starts talking to things that aren't there. He's holding up his head with beer bottles. And he's like, the thing is, you just have to keep the bread, the brain, the bread, the brain wet. It doesn't need blood. It just needs wet. And in the end, though, what happens is he stands up to give his to give Kelly a big speech. And then he ends up passing out on the pool table and she loses the match because they always lose because the eight ball hits him in the head and stuff. But it's just a hilarious moment. And I just, I love, I love that. And I, I know the show has problems, but I still think the show yeah. is absolutely hysterical. It's so. yeah. Funny.
0: I know I've seen episodes. You said Jefferson. I was like, Oh yeah, that's the neighbor. And he's married yes. to Marcy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I've seen episodes of it, but, um, yeah that's a that's a good classic comedy i think
1: yeah it's a it's funny it's hysterical they wanted you know they wanted basically with the way they wanted the show to end the the cast they really wanted it to end where like they win all they win the lottery or something and then a plane crashes into their house and kills them all so they they didn't even want their characters to succeed because they're horrible people Uh i mean they're awful human beings. So you don't want them to succeed, but it's such the antithesis of like all of the, it was, you know, kind of like backlash against like family ties and, Mm
0: -hmm. and all
1: these shows where you would have like a really great family. So they wanted to kind of counteract that. And that's where it stemmed from Mm -hmm. was to show most families. Did they
0: win the lottery? I feel like did Bud win? I feel like maybe not. I don't, I don't know. Cause I haven't seen all of it, but. No, like they I saw like the last episode, but maybe not.
1: They had times where they would win stuff and then they'd lose it. There was—you might be thinking of Roseanne, because Roseanne, and I'm talking about the original Roseanne. Would she? Um, they did during their last season. They won the lottery. That's, like okay, they won maybe that's the lottery, yeah, and they became rich. And then the very last spoilers for the way Roseanne ends, but the very last episode you find out that was all something that was Roseanne was writing and it didn't really happen. And really what happened is Dan had died like a few seasons earlier after a heart attack, which was one of the worst endings ever of a show. Roseanne is a horrible person, but Mm -hmm. I did love that show. I think Roseanne as a person is so against what that show actually was about by Mm -hmm. the way, because that show was actually really good and really funny. And really was about the way we treat people who are uh, poor and middle class and stuff. And um, but anyway, but I don't know if that's what. But they, but they did win a lot of stuff all the time. So you
0: know. I think I saw a random episode where Bud won a car or something like that. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's what mm-hmm. I'm thinking
1: about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'd have stuff like that happen, and then something would happen, and it would get taken away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always – yeah. I'm going to mention one other one moment here and then I want to ask you a question about endings since I mentioned endings. But uh, the show Mad About You, I I really love this show. I Again, it's another one. It's of its time. But I it's one of my favorite on-screen couples, Paul and Jamie. I just love their relationship. But there's an episode in Mad About You where Paul, because he's a documentary person, he makes documentaries, and he's having these like hidden cameras and they're supposed to show the lives of of different filmmakers. And so they're all nervous, not being themselves. And so Jamie, (laughs) she like decides to be more like this, like, you know, above it all person. And she like starts smoking in a window and she's just like, Oh, look at all these ants out here scurrying off to their lives and above all this consumerism. And it's just the way that Helen Hunt does it. That's really, really hysterical. And just that whole episode is funny, but I think there are a lot of moments in that show that are really good and also very heart wrenching and make me cry. Like the episode where she gives birth um, and it's a two parter makes me cry every time. Uh, there's just something about it that's so, so touching and, and moving. So I think comedies, even when they make you laugh, can make, can move you as well. So
0: on that note, Scrubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, there are episodes in Scrubs that are very emotionally heavy where they're dealing with things going on with their patients or they're dealing with things going on in their personal life. And so one that stands out is when um it's Jordan's brother. It's uh what's the name? Brandon the actor uh the mummy guy, what's his name? Oh,
1: oh, Brendan Fraser.
0: Brendan, that's it, yeah. Okay, when he dies, like that that series of episodes is really well done, I feel like. Um, because there's a lot of depth to it, depth to it and you that's not a show where you always get that, but you do occasionally. So I of course I have to throw out scrubs because that's what we're supposed to be talking about today. <laughs> so I want to make sure I don't forget to mention to mention that one. Another one, and maybe I've talked about it on Our show, or I don't know, but uh, another one that I'm going to throw out is Frasier, and now here's the reason why: it's not necessarily because I like bust the gut laughing at Frasier, but I had a teacher in high school who told our class that we were not smart enough to understand Frasier, and I was like, I will prove you wrong, lady, (laughs) and so I made myself love Frasier (laughs) just out of spite. (laughs) So I have to, with this being a comedy episode, I have to get that one on there on the off chance that she is listening. So you take that, lady.
1: <laughs> wow. What a
0: horrible thing to say. I know. She was a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
1: That's horrible. <laughs> yeah.
0: She was awful. I hated her. <laughs>
1: so. You know what? You know what always gets me about um, Kelsey Grammar? Because we cut. Co- we covered a couple of years ago, we covered the show um, Girlfriends. And did you know Kelsey Grammer is a producer on that show? It always blew my mind because he's yeah. like, this, like Republican.
0: I know. I think it was one of those things that made me be, like take a, take notice of him. Uh, and now I don't, I don't know anything about him as a human being, but I saw that and I was like, oh, wow, look at that. And then there were like, a couple other shows that are the same type of thing that are about like black women or something like that. And he is, yeah, it's connected to those shows. So I was like, okay, maybe he's not.
1: A huge jerk i don't know i know it was so that was that was what was so fascinating to me about girlfriends when we covered it and then looking deeper into it and watching interviews with him talking about it too and Mm -hmm. i'm like because everything i'd heard was that he was a republican and very like conservative and Mm -hmm. so to me when i hear that i don't think someone that wants diversity
0: right these successful black women in their careers yeah
1: yeah yeah that was
0: and that's promoted because definitely with that show like they all had jobs and they were like you know successful i mean lynn's kind of doing whatever but she's smart she can get in any college and she's got all these degrees and so yeah it would be a weird thing we're gonna be pushing with yeah
1: having republican ideals we'll say it that way <laughs> and and it's a show where you have um where you're not doing a bunch of stereotypes necessarily where it is you have a different a diverse cast as far as like Different kinds, of, you know, different characters, different jobs, different everything like that, where it's not just a stereotype. So, yeah, go listen to our girlfriends episode. <laughs> I'm just using this to promote all our. By the way, the girlfriends episode is how Christian Bale became our unofficial mascot.
0: Wow. I've got to go listen to that because I've got to figure out how we go from Tracy Ellis Ross to <laughs> Christian Bale. <laughs>
1: so- I know. It yeah, still that's blows my, my
0: mind. That is my homework for the week,
1: yeah. <laughs> it is. It's the funniest thing, but it, it that's where it happens because it I, you wouldn't think that, but that's where it happens. Um, yeah, and, and speaking of touching moments on shows, and I can't believe, and I don't know, maybe you haven't seen it, but one of the most touching moments ever happens, of course, on the show Shits Creek. There are two that are like that. You haven't seen Shits Creek? Then I don't know if I want to spoil it, but it is it because you sh- you should watch Shit's Creek. Oh, oh my yeah, gosh. it's on the list uh, because I
0: love um, the levies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it's on the list. But it, it was one of those things where you know because we have a list of things that we're trying to cover for a pink plate, and so it's like first we've got to get through all the the Folk stuff, and then we can shift over to this other thing. But I couldn't take in an episodic thing that has like many seasons yet. And so we've just been doing movies and one-offs. But um but yeah I definitely plan to go back and watch Shits Creek.
1: Yeah. Because the open mic episode and um the um the Olive Branch episode and these both have to do with characters singing um simply the best. I'm not gonna say anymore because I don't want to spoil it for Eshelle because they're beautiful, beautiful moments. You know, there's so much great humor in that show, but that show is what I love so much about Schitt's Creek. And we've done two episodes on Schitt's Creek. I'm just going to keep promoting. It. <laughs> um, what I love so much about Schitt's Creek is every. there's so much kindness and love in that show. And Dan Levy, his big, huge goal with creating the show is he wanted to create a show where uh, people were. It's not that homophobia doesn't exist, but you're not having to deal with that. We have a show where people can come out, they can be gay, they can be pan, they can be bi, they can be whatever, and they're not going to be judged and you're not going to have to deal with trauma. And that was his big goal with the show. And that's what I will always love about that show because you're not, there's not like any trauma stuff in there. So it's very, it's very nice that way. So. I can't wait till you get to discover it. Hopefully you both love it. I'll be very sad if you don't.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we will. Cause we both love the father and the son. So yeah. And yeah. then I've seen like little clips here and there, you know, on whatever. And so I'm pretty sure we're, we're going to love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well,
1: I want to know then about endings. I want to know, do you have a favorite or a few favorite series finales of any of these comedy shows?
0: Ooh, you know... know I yeah, that's very hard. Okay, I'll go with one of the, the recent one then. I'll go with Dairy Girls um, because that's a recent one. Some of these others it has been a while, and I do like how they did that. But I really wish that we'd have gotten like another season of that show because it's just so good. Well, I love. Okay, they're not. It's not. I don't think you technically call it a British comedy, but. It's not from over here. (laughs) And they are so good at comedy over across the pond. Like they are so freaking good at comedy and just at TV in general, really. But they do comedy so well. Uh, And so I really like how they end that one because it's very much of, it's set, I think in the nineties, I believe where there's a lot going on in, in that area Mm -hmm. and um, the way that they do it, how they matured their, their cast but also mature what's going on in the world and like as we're going out into this other thing because they're at peace now there's been all this turmoil and i really like the way that they that they sign that show off I think it's hard to end a comedy some way because people want to leave it with this like warmth, you know, and we feel great about where our characters are headed. And so it makes it really hard to end a comedy because you've been so used to just kind of laughing at things and not taking anything seriously this whole time. yeah, And so it can be a little tough to to end a comedy. I know that I've seen the end of The Office, but I think I probably like, Blacked it out <laughs> you know, of my mind, uh, so I can't really tell you if they've d- done that if they did that one well. I and mean, then I did not watch the last couple of episodes of Superstore yet, so I don't know about that one either. But yeah, so I, yeah, because it's, it's just a weird thing because you. They a lot of times will go for the emotional pull. I mean, sometimes they will like Seinfeld. Is that the one that ends where they're in jail? Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. <guess> so, but. <laughs> yeah. I can't make a full like. I can't watch the whole thing of Seinfeld. There are like moments that I like. There are certain characters that I like, but I can't do like the full Seinfeld start to start to finish. So, yeah. So I'm going to say I really like how they did Dare Girls. And then as for the rest of them, I think it's just a very challenging thing to to end comedies. Because it's like how do you – some of them just like all the way to the end, you just kind of – they just keep what they've been doing. Like happy endings, for example. Like they just kind of kept what they had been doing. But it never feels like a real wrap-up when you do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. That, that's all I've got to say on, on Just like they don't know how to wrap those, I don't know how to wrap this answer. <laughs>
1: No, that was (laughs) – I liked that. And I I think The Office's ending was really good because I actually don't like season eight or season nine very much of The Office – but I do like the office finale. I think is this the one, one that ends with the wedding? Does, is that the last episode? No, okay, no. never mind. Oh no, no, no. There is a wedding. There is um, no, no. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Michael comes back for yeah for Dwight and Angela's wedding.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, but that's not the end of the thing. Okay, never mind.
1: It's not the very no. It's the last part. It's like a. It's like it's part of the finale. Yes, but it's not like the very final scene, but it is part of the last episode. Oh, okay, okay, I mean. yeah,
0: okay. So. Well, I, okay, I have seen it. Okay.
1: Never yeah. mind. Then. But it makes me cry. It makes me cry every time. It's really well done, and you can tell the characters are emotional. The actors are emotional. Excuse me about it too. That can come through, and I think it's a very beautiful finale. I think the finale of Schitt's Creek, which I won't get into, is very beautiful too. I love the Parks and Rec finale where you see all the characters, how their futures end up, and they go, you know, ahead in time. And I know that's that's a trope a lot of shows do. Six Feet Under is the one that kind of kind of kicked that off. That's not a comedy by any means, but Six Feet Under kind of did that too. I think the Superstore ending is really good, so I'll be curious to hear what you think of it. But those those are some, some of the best for me personally are those endings. And I think The Good Place too. The Good Place uh, does a terrific, terrific finale too. I, I like that one a lot too. And yet it is hard with comedy because... You 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 know it's hard because depending on the comedy because you want to keep it within that you know everything meshing but you also have to say goodbye and sometimes comedies don't know their ending like they don't know that's going to be their last season so then that makes it hard too it's like you can't really say that was a good series finale if they didn't expect it to be the series finale
0: that's very true they don't get to build up to it yeah yeah I have a question for you yeah for you when does a show cross over from being a comedy to being a drama or when does it cross over from being like a drama to being a comedy for you
1: whoa i've never thought about that that's a good question <laughs> wow i've never thought you're not the about only that. one
0: who can call an audible at the last minute
1: <laughs> <laughs> no that's i like that oh my gosh i don't know how to answer that because there are some shows that are to me they're more dramatic than comedic but they're classified as comedy. But now I can't even think of like examples specifically of that. But I think like well, there are some shows that are very very dark comedy, which I like that. But um, ooh, that's that's hard to say because you know when I was mentioning six feet under, six feet under is a very dark. I mean, it's all about death, so it's it's going to be very dark. It's it's a great show. I don't know if y'all's ever seen it, but um, it'd be another one to cover. It's on, yeah, know. it's
0: on the list, yeah.
1: We did an episode on that last year. It was one of our longest episodes we've ever done. And it was just Carla and I. And it's over three hours long. And and we talk a lot about, you know, specific characters and stuff. But what's interesting in that one is I still would classify that as a drama. But it's also a dark comedy because they've got moments in there that is – they're dealing with very dark issues like death and the way people die. But they add comedic – I, I, it's very hard to, I don't know how to answer that because I don't know. Because there are comedy shows that I love that end up going into dramatic, right? Heavy areas.
0: I know, I don't even know if I would know how to answer. I guess sometimes with dramatic shows, they have more of a like umbrella story that they're telling and there are comedic moments in that. And there might be comedic episodes within that story, but there's this bigger drama that they're telling. And a lot of times, I guess, with comedies, there may be recurring like things or sticks or characters or whatever, but mm-hmm. each episode just kind of stands on its own. Um, and so I don't know if maybe that's a way I could separate it, but yeah, but same as you, I'm having a hard time thinking of examples, but I know there are some where it's like, I know that they're telling me this is a comedy, but I don't feel like it is. Or I know they're telling me this is a drama, but I don't feel like it is.
1: Yeah. And I think, well, I think some of the best, Shows can have those dramatic moments or those comedic moments, like when I was talking about Mad About You, like the birth episode. There are a lot of funny moments in that, like when Paul runs into Bruce Willis and he's been filming like Die Hard and he's got an injury, a head injury, and it's and it's really hilarious. I have this, I mean, I know Bruce Willis is going through a lot medically, and I, but I and I have this soft spot for Bruce Willis because I used to love the show Moonlighting so much which you can't find anywhere streaming. I wish you could. And that's a show that was very dramatic but had a lot of comedy elements to it. It was kind of like a rom-com in a lot of respects. But in that same episode, then you've got the birth and it's very emotional and people are crying and I cry when I watch it. And um, you've got definitely moments like that in a lot of these shows we've mentioned. And so it it is interesting. And then you've also got dramatic shows that will have – like for instance, Supernatural, which is how a lot of how I met a lot of people was through the fandom of Supernatural. And of course that's where I've written most of my fanfic is for Supernatural. And Supernatural had a real wonderful grand ability, even though I the show went downhill after a seasons. Um, after season eleven for me. But they have this wave, they do a lot of meta episodes and a lot of episodes where they're self-aware. And they do some really hysterical ones, like changing channels where they get trapped in different TV shows from doctor shows to comedies to game shows. And it's a hysterical show episode. I mean, and you can watch that episode. I think even if you don't watch the show and you can watch it and still laugh and it's so hysterical and they do other ones. Like even from season two, they did this one called tall tales changing channels, by the way, is from season five. They do, um, mystery spot from season three that everybody points to, which is like when where Dean, the character Dean dies over and over again. And it's kind of like a groundhog day kind of situation. And, but it's funny, but then it's very dramatic. So it's like, it's interesting to me when dramas do that, when shows that are so heavy add in like comedy episodes or add in that comedy seamlessly, because I think I really think it's, kind of easy to do that i think it's easy for comedy i think it's kind of easier sometimes for comedy shows to do that than dramatic shows in a way because i do think comedy for actors is harder to do than drama Mm -hmm. and you'll find a lot of comedic actors can do are very good at drama because Mm -hmm. of
0: that well steve carell i mean he is phenomenal at drama I remember the first time I saw him in a drama, I was like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea he could do this because he was pretty much Michael Scott to me. Uh, But, yeah, he's just a quick example, one who's phenomenal in a drama.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, we talked about that when we talked about uh, the big short and vice earlier this year for Christian Bale Month. And, yeah, he's really good in those. He's he's really good. There's this show and I need to go back and watch it about called the patient and it's an FX show. It's new and it's um, about Steve Carell is playing a psychiatrist and he gets kidnapped basically by one of his patients. And his patient is a serial killer and he kidnaps him because he wants to find, he wants Steve Carell's character to help him stop killing people. <laughs> it's, it's a dark, dark comedy. and but Steve Carell is very, um, it's a very quiet performance from him. The ones that I saw, I haven't. I I need to go back and watch it. But that's a very, that's question is, I'm going to be thinking about that question a lot. And then I'll be like, oh, I should have said this. That's a great question, Ishel. Thank you for asking it. Seriously, that was a really well, good you're question. You're
0: welcome. I'm sorry I caught us both off guard. I asked a question that I don't even have an answer to.
1: <laughs> no, but I think it led to some interesting stuff. Yeah, and it's a good thing to think about. Yeah. But is there any other show moment or anything like that that you want to give a shout out to before we end it all, and not end it all, but in the
0: episode. are we? Are we going to count Girlfriends as a comedy since we brought it it's up? A comedy. Yeah, okay. It's a comedy. Okay, well, then I got to shout out Girlfriends. I love Joan because she's over the top, and that's like a side of my personality. Like, she does the holidays big, and she's like, everybody choreographed dance, and she's got her costumes for everything. And so one that comes to mind is her and uh, Joan and William are supposed to be performing this like Cinco de Mayo thing. And uh, she is like over the top. So he's like, no, I'm not doing this with you. So she becomes like half the woman and half the man, like her her costume. (laughs) And I was like, this is very much me when I am not in a healthy space. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so definitely want to shout out girlfriends. Glad we got to bring that one up. Yeah, because there's not enough that has, uh, well, I feel like it's always been putting a separate category when there are shows that have a large Mexican cast or Latino Latino cast or a black cast or whatever. They're putting like a different category and they're not just considered just straight up comedy. And so I want to make sure that we get some of those out there. Now I haven't watched a lot of them. So that's the only reason that I haven't, but that's because I don't watch a whole lot of TV. (laughs) Um, It has nothing to do with what the show is about, but I want to make sure that we put a spotlight out there on some of the ones that are not so, not
1: so white, too. Yes. No, no, definitely. Yeah, because it's a comedy. It's a mm-hmm. comedy. Just like, you know, I mean, I like Friends, but the original Friends, and we covered this one, too. I don't mean to just bring up ones. Yeah,
0: Living Single is what Living I single. think. Yeah, yes. and it's great. It's a great comedy. Yeah.
1: Well, and Friends is is a direct ripoff of Living Single. It just is. It's directly rips that off. It mm-hmm. just, you know, but because it was a white cast then people, people decided to overlook at the other, that yeah that the other mm-hmm. one was there yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. and because it didn't have a big enough audience and so it was easier to steal when it's like they didn't really get a lot of exposure anyway so look at this new thing that we came up with all on our own look how christopher columbus we are over here
1: so- <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. that's amazing <laughs> yeah and and living single is great living single has some great moments and and I love Queen Latifah. I will mm-hmm. always have a soft mm-hmm. spot for her. We we will probably cover her next year. I've been thinking that we'll cover at some point anyway. Oh, because she's such a multi talent. Yeah, she's she's really really good. One of my favorite uh, movies, like holiday movies, is uh, Last Holiday. huh I love that movie.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you have you seen that? You yeah, I
0: have. One? I've seen that one.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it a billion trillion times, but. Yes, yes. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that. Yes, yeah. so yeah, living single is you know the, is friends is the original friends. Friends is a total rip off of living single, Um, and living single is a fantastic show. So is girlfriends. They're both absolutely amazing shows. So yeah, and tr- it was trial and error. Going back to that one, I know that was a while ago because mm-hmm. I was just all of a sudden hit me. Was that the one where they were? So they were doing a trial, right? Like, was it? It was like right. A, that was what the whole season was about, figuring out who did it,
0: right? Yeah, and it was, like, maybe some rich guy, and they're thinking maybe his wife did it. I, I yes. can barely okay. remember. Cause the, the, you, I think I remember you didn't – I don't know that we got to finish. It was, like, a beaver was the town mascot or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. I can, it's like, me. only get bits and pieces of it. But, yeah.
1: Now I remember it. It's just been – I have been mean, keep meaning to bring that up because I'm like, is that that show? Yes. I remember that show. That was really funny. And then I – Totally, like, got busy doing other things and forgot about it. Uh huh.
0: Yeah. Well, and I found that it was already out, but I was like, stream looking for something to stream that was just kind of going to be lighthearted and quick and easy. And so I found that and then just watched like the whole, the whole. I think maybe they did two seasons. I just kind of binge that over a week or two.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, I'll, if I wonder if it's streaming anywhere, I don't know. But that... I don't know. John Lithgow was in it. Yes, that's right, because he played – yes, now I remember. I remember it very well now. Mm-hmm. Yes. we. Well, I want to know from listeners if there are any of these comedies or any other comedy that you would like us to potentially cover in the future. Because, once again, every May is comedy month. So we will be covering two romantic comedies and then two television shows that are comedies i know this year it's a little bit different next week we are going to be covering abbott elementary so we are going to be covering a show which i didn't mention abbott elementary this time because we're going to be talking about it next week but i love that show oh
0: same also love that one
1: (laughs) yeah and fergie loves that show (laughs) (laughs) makes sense Well, she loves horror. So that's what's so weird. (laughs) Usually she loves watching TV. And usually if it's horror, that's what she really gravitates towards. I'm not kidding. She loves it. But every time I put on Abbott Elementary, she just sits there. There's a whole TikTok on our TikTok. It's a fandom thing pod. You can watch it of her sitting there in rapt attention, watching Abbott Elementary. I don't know what it is about Abbott Elementary. Maybe she finds it funny. She wants to learn. I don't know. I mean, it's a great show, So, but it's just so funny because she does. So we are going to talk about that next next week. But I do want to know if there are any comedy shows that we haven't covered before that you'd like us to cover, or if you'd like us to revisit some, we might do that too. Let us know, and we will put it on the list, hopefully get to it at some point. So we've got a lot of stuff on there, but we are going to go ahead and close this episode out. And I just want to thank you. Isha for going with the flow and being very <laughs> improvisational and a lot. Of- hey, that's comedy for you.
0: Yeah. It's all about improv. Hey, I do have a six degrees of Finn.
1: Oh, Re- thank you. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. We're going to play. Yes. Six degrees and now of
0: one. Of the- so that's a recurring thing on. It's a fandom thing, but another recurring thing is I do not know who this person is. Like, <laughs> like I cannot keep the visual of his face in my head. Like, so, so that's another running thing. But I did find something here. So we're. I'm gonna go. With you go Brooke. there. He is okay. And it won't is. matter. It will, <laughs> look at you. She's already ready. <laughs> Sorry, we have that uploaded our yeah. okay uh so um i'm gonna go from scrubs because that's what we were supposed to cover today so i'm going donald Faison to ryan gosling and remember the titans and then ryan gosling is in um the big short that i believe finn is in i have not yes. seen the big short but i'm told that he's in it <laughs> or maybe i did see it and i did see him but again i don't know because <laughs> Apparently, I've seen like ten movies with this person, and I'm like, I don't know who he is. <laughs> so.
1: He is. He is in that, and it's that also is he's. That's also with our unofficial mascot, Mr. Yes, Christian Bale. Christian
0: Bale is in there, so I got a double whammy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan Gosling and Finn Whitrock were in another movie together. They were in La La Land as well.
0: Okay, I have not seen La La Land either but yeah
1: yeah the big short is really good though i do okay I, th- I think it's is, great. is steve carell in that one too yes mm-hmm. this is
0: like a steve carell tribute episode is what this is turned into that's what it seems like
1: <laughs> i know it's funny um yeah steve carell is in it uh christian bale of course uh ryan gosling finn whitrock actually has a pretty big role in it um brad Pitt is in it and a bunch of other people too. But I love the big short. I think the big short is fantastic. So I I highly, highly, highly recommend that one. Well, I did one too. That's why thank you for bringing it up. I can't believe I, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Finn. So I also used Donald Faison, but because I did a Scrubs one, Um, but I did it a little bit different. So uh, Donald Faison, of course, was in Clueless with Jeremy Sisto, who uh, briefly followed me on Twitter when I first followed him. And it was like the most exciting thing. This was years and years ago when I first joined Twitter on my private Twitter. And then one day he unfollowed me. And I still to this day don't know what I did to make him unfollow me. I think he just did a bunch of unfollows. I think he was one of those that followed everybody that followed him kind of thing. Um, but anyway, Jeremy Sisto was in Six Feet Under with m- one of my favorites, of course, Michael C. Hall, who plays David on Six Feet Under. I'm saying this for each show, and I really hope you loved the character of David because that's one of my all-time favorite characters from any show. But Michael C. Hall was in my all-time second favorite show, Dexter, With Jennifer Carpenter, who was in the movie A Mouth, the fantastic movie about mental illness. Going back to our Wednesday episode, this movie is really good about postpartum depression, but also just about depression in general. One, just absolutely wonderful. Heed the trigger warnings. They have trigger warnings in the beginning. Heed those. But it's a fantastic film um, called A Mouthful of Air uh, with Finn Wittrock. And um, it's just it's a great Amanda Seyfried is so absolutely Phenomenal in that movie, but um, yes, thank you for reminding me about Finn. Oh my god, yeah, I just had to look up Jeremy Sisto,
0: but now I know who that is in Clueless.
1: <laughs> it was the most exciting thing to me because I yeah. love Jeremy Sisto, yeah. Well, father. I love
0: Clueless, um, but uh, yeah, I forgot who he was, but yeah, I'm with well, you now. Yeah, when he
1: followed me back, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> So, but speaking of Six Degrees of Finn, uh, tomorrow, since this is dropping Friday the 19th, tomorrow we are, this is your last day to enter this. So you only have today uh, by the end of the day on the 19th, but we are going to be doing a special version of Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock with some of my Finn crew. It may just end up being Jen and I, I don't know. Or anyone else who's not even part of the Finn crew can come and play if they want to. But we're going to be doing that at 4.15 Mountain Standard Time on our YouTube channel, which is at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. And we need your help. So if you go to our website, it's a fandomthingpod.com, click on the page titled Six Degrees of Finn Witrock. Go there. Give us some movies, television shows, musical acts that you want us to connect Finn to in six degrees or less. Please, please make sure Finn is not in them because you would be amazed how much stuff this man has done, even if you're not familiar with him.
0: (laughs) Yes, and no T no shade, Finn. It's just it's just I think you'd laugh. (laughs) It's just, you know, it's just. I don't know. I don't know why I can't remember. But again, I have not seen a lot of TV or movies. So it ain't it ain't about you, boo. It's just it's me.
1: <laughs> well, I, I like I said, I think he'd laugh about it. He's he's pretty funny. So I think he'd be fine with it. But 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 give us some, give us obscure ones. Make them as obscure. I'd love that. The harder ones um to connect Finn to in six degrees or less. And at the end of the night, we're going to draw a name of someone who was given those, and you will win some. It's a FinDum thing merch from our Red Bubble store. I'll also probably throw in some. It's a Snail thing stickers, which are a direct reference to the Snail propaganda movie that Finn was in for all of ten minutes, called Deep Water. Which we do not recommend that movie. We love you, Finn, and we love you in the movie. But do not recommend that movie. We 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 just obliterated that movie last year on our marathon streaming event. So you go back and watch that. Except for Finn, we all we all liked Finn because we love Finn. So do that and see if you and you might win. So we're gonna go ahead and close out then. So Ishelle, where can they find? Liberty Diner Dish, and Pink Plate Special. You can find us streaming on your preferred streaming
0: platform. Um, And yeah, we are, you know, one, we cover Queers Folk on Liberty Diner Dish, and then we cover a broader range of um, movies and shows and topics and books and all that stuff. Or we will be. We're just now building up (laughs) a Pink Plate Special. It took a while to let go of our first love and to move on to the next thing, even though we're still doing stuff on both. But You can find those both streaming on your preferred platform. Um, You can also find us on the socials at Liberty Diner Dish, except for Twitter, where it's at Diner Dish.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And remember, follow Fergie on TikTok at Schroeder and Fergs. That's S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R-A-N-D-F-E-R-G-S. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod on Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one on Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod on TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please reach out to us via our website. It's a fandom thing You can click the contact us button there and we'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. And while you're there, this is dropping on the 19th, so it's just the very next day, if you're listening to this on the 19th, if not, you can go back and watch it. So Liberty Diner Dish, Ken, Eshell's co-host, will be on our May 20th marathon streaming event, which starts Saturday, May 20th at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. and goes to 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. And I pre-recorded an incredible segment. With Ken, that's going to be airing at 10.15 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's kind of kicking off the whole thing. It's really good. I really enjoyed speaking with Ken. Ken, I used to be a curse on Ken. And every time I wanted Ken on the show, Ken, he'd have some kind of technical difficulties. Well, this time my curse transferred over to Ishal. So sadly, Ishal isn't on. But Ken is on and he's amazing. He's great. So please tune in for that. And then we have a bunch of other great events lined up for that day. We've got a couple of trivia things. We've got a supernatural trivia event with Lauren and Rachel from the sort of brilliant podcast and also Paula frequent panelist, Paula, we're going to do trivia about me. Yes. About me. We're going to be telling ghost stories. We're going to have a bunch of other great, wonderful guests. We're going to be giving away prizes to people who become Patreon supporters. So if you become a Patreon supporter for as little as three bucks a month, By 9 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on May 20th, you will be – and you have to still be a Patreon supporter, though, on June 1st. So you can't just win and then quit. uh, Your prize will go to somebody else. But we have a bunch of great prizes, including – and I'm going to have Ishelle talk about it again – including a prize that Liberty Diner Dish has donated. So – Tell us about that wonderful prize.
0: I'm happy to, (laughs) Erin. So we are donating a date with a book. This is a queer YA story, a horror story. And don't be thrown off by the YA part, like, I think YA and I think like boxcar children. I don't even know if anybody knows what that book is anymore, but anyway, (laughs) anyway, my aunt had a whole stack of them. So I read a bunch of those and like Junie B Jones, but it's not Junie B Jones. (laughs) This this is a really, really, really good book. It's going to be turned into a movie, I believe next year. Um, But yeah, we're giving you that. We're giving you some other bookish swag in there. We're giving you some items from some queer owned businesses, minority owned businesses. And yeah. So just giving you a, a box full of really cool stuff. Um, you to read this great book and like have some fun with the other stuff that we're throwing in there for you
1: yes it's awesome i think that's such an awesome prize and you could win that if you just become a patreon supporter for just three bucks a month as little as that and if you become a patreon supporter you get ad free episodes so this episode you're listening to right now that you might have heard ads during if you become a patreon supporter you don't have to hear those ads you also get great bonus episodes like we are going to, it might already have been dropped. I don't know, but we're doing a bonus episode. We would have already recorded it by this time, hopefully, but we're doing a bonus episode of commentary track for the comedy film Office Space. So, you know, that's one not. I'm not even going to edit that episode, just dropping it. It's going to be Tanya and Paula for sure. I don't know if Meg's going to be on that, but definitely Tanya and Paula. And they are going to be joining me and we're going to do just, you're just you just have to hit play. You can watch Office Space on HBO Max right now. And we're just going to hit play all at the same time and do a commentary track. So
0: I have the the boss from that, the one that's like, um, you know, I have him. <laughs> He's the, so my last job I saved That the picture of that man as the contact (laughs) picture for my for my last boss, and he and I are still in contact. And uh, so, yeah, I see the uh, yeah. So I like Office Space, (laughs) and I get frequent reminders of that movie.
1: That movie is so great; it's so amazing. I I love so many parts of that movie. It's excellent. So. So you can get that. We did an episode talking about Cocaine Bear, The Menu, Banshees of Sharon for all my Colin Farrell fans out there. Uh, we've done um, Notting Hill. We did an episode on The Winchesters, which I know a lot of people are rooting to save The Winchesters, uh, that show that's the spinoff from Supernatural. So we've done a bunch of things and we have a bunch of great stuff coming up. We're probably going to be doing a Renfield episode soon, too. Um, With Jen, my podcast brain twin, maybe Susie will be there. And Jen, if you don't know, is the biggest Nicolas Cage fan I know. She plays Six Degrees of Nicolas Cage on her podcast. So, I mean, we won't be playing Six Degrees of Nicolas Cage because he's in the movie, so we can't really play that. (laughs) But she's also part of my fan crew, so. Yes. So there's a link in the bio for, um, to become a Patreon supporter. And there's also a link in there for our marathon streaming event for information about that. Cause we have a bunch of other great prizes like. Um, merch from our Redbubble store. Also, Neil Fraser from Neil Fraser Graphics, who does incredible, incredible work. Go to our Instagram to see some of his work. Also, go follow him. He is donating 211 by 17 prints to a winner. So, I'll be drawing winner's names. We've got a, a huge like swag bag. Just great, great, great prizes. So, become a Patreon supporter today. And you also help the show grow. So, thank you so much. And Um, and next week we are going to be talking about Abbott elementary. So that's how we're wrapping up comedy month. And then pretty soon we are going to be kicking off pride month. One of my favorite months on the show. We of course will be talking about, um, we're going to be talking about representation in television, the good and the bad. We're going to be talking about our flag means death. I haven't watched it yet. I'm worried. I really hope I like this because I know my panelists will, They will probably rage quit if I do not like this show. (laughs) And then, of course, we are going to be talking about spoke as we always do. So we're going to be doing two weeks of that. Ishael and Ken, fingers crossed, they both will be there. (laughs) Fingers crossed. (laughs) So look for more information on that. And until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate.